And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Well, well, hello and welcome to 100 Watts and a Wire. My name is Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. This is the intersection of life and amateur radio. And whether you're a new ham or an experienced op looking to find your people, 100 Watts and a Wire is here to help you uh, provide some quality information, entertainment, and community. And we've got a, what a crew here today. Uh, Steve and I did not dress up uh, for Halloween. I didn't even think it's a Halloween show and we should be doing something. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. I mean, for our listening audience, it won't make a difference. We could just pretend that I'm dressed up like some sorcerer. That's what I'll go with. I'm a sorcerer here uh, for our listening audience, uh, for the people who are here during the live stream, watching us on YouTube right now. I'm the bald Polish guy from Baltimore. Steve, what are you dressed up as? A knucklehead. A knucklehead. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah we, a knucklehead. We have a very special guest uh, today oh, in yeah. studio, and uh, I think you guys will recognize who he is. It's Alice Cooper, everybody. <laughs> Say hello to Alice, Alice. Cooper. Alice. Very, what's Alice up? What's going on, house. everybody? It set me back just a little bit here. Uh, I think about a buck fifty uh, for the next ten minutes, and then he has to leave. But uh, the the boa constrictor would have been a little bit more money, Steve. And uh, you know, we're yeah. watching our P's and Q's. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Steve's like, yeah. <laughs> Don't bring no damn yeah, boa constrictors. In here no, no. I'm starting to think of those ones. They got those monsters. They got down there in Florida. It's like, mm, no, let sir. Me think about it. Nope. No, sir. We are not, um, I, for, we always ask our listening audience to join us live on YouTube. We do a live stream every Sunday, six o'clock central. You're always welcome to join us there. You can join the community on discord. I've even been playing a little bit today on the tickety talk. The kids call it the tick tock. Yeah. I've been on there. I'm having a blast because it's just one minute little pieces. So I'm like, yeah, I'm tickety talking. I don't have a beautiful body for the people to, you know, it's full of, of beautiful people. So when you don't have that, you have to have some sort of something a little bit more. So uh, I'm talking about amateur radio. You can find it at 100 watts in a wire on TikTok if you do that. Anyway, there you go. But uh, Scotty, this is a perfect costume for you. You have great strong hair follicles. I admire those about you the most. <laughs> uh, he's got a top hat. The makeup is right. Got the the velvet uh, velvet jacket. Oh, so you do have a velvet like jacket. Blood red inside. Look well, at that's, that. See, that it doesn't really cool. come across on camera. But, yeah, yeah, it, it does. Whole, it works. Uh, whole kit it works, and caboodle. works really well. I'm going to show my wife here. Uh, you won't be able to see her, but come look at Scotty real quick here. <laughs> He's uh, doing Alice Cooper. He's perfect. He's doing perfect. Hi. Well, oh, the perfect disguise. Super. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. She thought it was good. She thought it was good. Yeah. Did not want to be on camera, so I had to hold it a little bit longer there. Uh, so we uh, last week we talked about taking a break a little bit, guys, and uh, you know some great feedback came from um, our friends on the uh, Facebook group and others, some email and that sort of thing. Uh, so I will uh, share that with you here. Let's see if this is going to work here. We drop a, you're going to have to find your light there a little bit. But, you know, we are back now in full force. This is more like a show. Last week we came back and we were like, yeah, let's just get back on it, get our feet wet. Next thing you know, it got, it got released as a podcast episode because the people were like, yeah, dude, just put it out, man. I'm like, you're right. It's content. We were talking. We're being honest with the people. And uh, I needed to take a break. Steve was like, take the summer off. And I ended up taking uh, a good chunk of the summer and part of the early bit of fall, about eight weeks in total, refreshed. I uh, got the team back together. But I asked our friends in the community, have you ever stepped away? And James was like, he stepped away for 25 years. And we can kind of break wow. this down. We don't have to go yeah. deep into all of this stuff. But he had a sour taste in his mouth. And I'm, I'm finding there are some themes in the community about, you know, what puts people off? And he mentions that uh, the usual political nonsense that comes with the clubs, not your politics, politician nonsense, where there's plenty of that. That shouldn't scare you away, though. There's plenty of space for to go find a place for somebody to talk to. But Steve, he didn't dig the politics in the club. Any thoughts on that one? Oh, yeah. That's, that's one of the things I have issues with clubs 
And for a long time, I just stayed away from I, I like James. I got tired of it. It's like, come on, this is just a hobby. We don't need to uh, get into the political nonsense. But uh, some people, they perceive that, you know, well, I'm the president of the club and they want to run the whole show. And it's like, yeah, not going to happen. <laughs> and it's like, see ya. I'm uh, sidecars out of here. And uh, for a long time, I avoided clubs and uh, slowly started getting back into them and uh, kind of vetted them out. And, you know, every club kind of has their their niche and their vibe and, and the group of people. And uh, some are just more casual, and those are the ones I like, more social. Others are eh, a little strung up, a little, little tight. And... Mm. Uh, and the politics kind of flow in there, and it's just, yeah, sidecar out. Yeah, we we do have a. I, I consider us a a bit of a virtual club, if you will. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's right, but you know, Scotty made a good point one time. We were talking about bringing things back, and how, you know, we have a Discord community, we have a Facebook community, and this is sort of his club. It's kind of a virtual mm-hmm. club. He meets the people. Talk about it, Scotty. Yeah, I mean this is this is my club. I consider this to be my my radio club. My local my actual local club is doesn't really doesn't really have a lot going on and uh, I only know I've only met like two folks um from it and uh, they just like to sit around and do their meeting once a week and and talk about uh FT8 or something like that and um so yeah with the Discord um and uh, just getting to know everybody through Discord and making contacts with some of the folks on the radio and getting involved with the podcast this is this is my club this is my 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 ham radio family and this is what I look forward to participating in and getting involved with every week That's absolutely awesome thank you for that that's awesome and we're happy to have you of course here on the show and in the community uh, some others that came in. Uh, Ken says he's taken off several times when life got in the way. Now he's retired. He's a wintertime ham. We can touch on that a little bit as well. I found that uh, some people put this down in the summertime uh, and they come back when they're in the house more. Did you see that, Steve? Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, if people are going enjoying life and uh, going out, uh, being part of nature and uh, just other interests that they have. And uh, ham radio is more their wintertime, uh, fall, uh, early spring uh, hobby. So it, uh, I can see that. And uh, yeah, with limited time, especially when you're working, it's like, well, I got a weekend. What am I going to do? Am I going to play on the radio sitting inside or is or am I going to be outside and, you know, enjoying nature? Nice thing about it is that you can kind of incorporate the hobby with nature and everything with POTA and soda and a few of the other odds and ends that have now become more popular mainstream in the last uh, few years. So that's another, you know, another avenue. But, you know, I fully understand that. It's uh, there's times I get going and it's like, holy smokes, I ran out of time to do ham radio stuff. Yeah. You know, and this one seems to pop up a lot, guys. And, you know, I was starting to feel like, you know, I, I was feeling guilty a little bit. And I think it happens with any any time you take breaks from things. You might feel a little guilty or for whatever reason. For me, I, I didn't, you know. But Randy says, you know, just like a lot of other people, kids, career, um, budget pressure. He took 28 years off. And I hear this wow. more <clears throat> Than not. I mean, I've heard family, I've heard career before, but 28 years, that's a significant amount of time. He's November Charlie 4, Romeo Tango. Now he has, uh, kids are off to school, he has less money issues, and uh, he managed to get his license. So this is a matter matter of just balancing the time. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, 28 years to, to put it down. And the good thing is, guys, is that they find their way back. You know, it's kind of in the blood for me since I'm seven or eight years old, not amateur radio, but radio itself. I think people who take this amount of time off, they come back because it's in the blood. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, and it's just, a, it's a time thing. I've run into a lot of people, I'd say these last 10 years that have been coming back into the hobby. Um podcasting and uh, YouTube has really reinvigorated people. They've got into the, into the IT world and then started to see, well, wait a minute, ham radio. When I remembered it 20, you know, 30 years ago, it was just CW and sideband. But now look at it It has kind of evolved. The equipment has changed. 
and things have, you know, we've kind of come along, you know, we're not the leading edge of technology, but we got some great technology in the, in the hobby. And so that's sparking the interest of people coming back and then the family career. And now they have the time, their kids are away, I've moved out of the house. And, um, and the biggest thing they have is time is the, uh, and to spend into the hobby and uh, relearning things. But I've run into a lot of people on on HF that said, yeah, I just got back into the hobby. I've been licensed. You know, I got my call in, in my college days and I've been working my career. I've kept my license up the whole time, but I just, you know, they figured they'd come back to it and now's the time. So it's been, uh, it's been great to have, you know, welcoming those old uh, those older people back, you know, not, not by age, but they've been, you know, in the hobby for a long time, but not in the hobby. And I imagine a lot changes, 20, 28 mm-hmm. years being away. Here's another one. John says uh, two years, then he took uh, 14 years off, 1977 and continuous since then. Uh, his ticket is good until 2032 and he will be 94 years old. Uh, nice. Scott says, um, Similar, he had to put down watching uh, professional sports in the last five years, except for the Rangers hockey. Sports uh, became way too political and theatrical for him. Uh, that does, definitely sounds like a political uh, sort of scenario. Jerry says he's been a ham for 40 years this fall. He took 21 years off and he kept his license up. I think that's a very important one there is to make sure that mm-hmm. you keep your license up because... You know, I, that sounds like a dread to me. Like, I don't want to have to go back and take that extra test ever again. Like, I I gave it all I had. I did it. I don't want to have to go back. So every now and again, I'll look at that thing just to make sure I'm still within. I'm at 10 years at this point. But, uh, you know, keep it up to date. It's easy enough to do it. And just in case when you come back. All right. So thank you guys for contributing, sending uh, in a little bit of a you know, positive reinforcement that, you know, it's all right, man, take a break, put it down. And I'm hearing that. I heard it from my own team anyway. The team was like, dude, do what you got to do. Take a break. It's all good. It's all fine. Don't worry about a thing. People will be around. Shoot, they might not even miss that you were gone. And I think that's probably the reality of it. Because <laughs> they were taking a break too. <laughs> yeah, they were taking a break too. I've been taking a break since uh, 2017. I'll go back and start listening to your podcast again. Thanks for letting me know that you were still doing it there, 73. Yeah. You know. That sort of thing. All right, let's see if we uh, we get seventy thirds, seven thirds, and a biscuit. Let's see what we got over here. Let's do a little bit of uh this weekend. Oh, is that what I wanted to do? I don't think that's what I wanted to do. Did I want to play that? Ah, what the hell? I'll play it. (laughs) This week in radio history, October thirtieth, nineteen thirty nine. Guys, one of my favorite people and one of the biggest influences on my early career. I still admire him and. Uh, I've read his books and watch his interviews as much as I can. The Mercury Theater performs H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds, and it caused hysteria and even hysteria among listeners of the show. I'm talking about Orson Welles, the mastermind behind War of the Worlds on radio. Freak people out. They were driving to get their kids out of school, and it was they, already just yeah, a story. Yeah, they lost their minds on Theater that Theater of the Mind. He freaked people out. I just love, uh, he was a different kind of guy. He took different paths. He had to fund himself. He did great work. He was, you know, interesting. He did it in radio, television, and theater at a really super high level, and he did it his way. He did it. Sing it with me, Alice. He did it his way. Beautiful, Alice. You still got (laughs) it. Where's he at? Let me get the fire up the auto tune plug in here. Hang on. We'll get, get you tuned up, Alice. This is uh, this is all great. Also, October thirtieth, seventeen forty-five. Steve and I were just little dudes back then. Ewald Jurgen von Kleist he invents the capacitor. Steve, talk about the significance of a capacitor. Boom! Put him right on the spot, just oh, like that. Man, Whoa. yeah, no, there's uh, woo capacitors. Yes, it's uh, can use for filtering. It could use for uh, part of a uh, LC circuit. It uh, how we get resonance and uh, capacitance is uh, a key factor, along with uh, inductance. So you have the L and the C, and 
But uh, yeah, it's a big contribution. Uh, we wouldn't have uh, our modern RF, AF, uh, you know, audio, and and our modern electronics that today without capacitors. I mean, every every piece of equipment we have has capacitors in one form or another. We are uh, taking questions later in the show. Some questions have come in. We'll be talking about those as well. If you have a question tonight, we'll be doing some of that Q&A stuff a little bit later in the show. Drop a Q in front of it, and we'll pull it here. Scotty is here, and he'll grab your questions. But first, Scotty, oh, do they still have those special events? <laughs> is it too cold now? Ooh, a lot of folks are aware of the uh, of the big uh, DX contest this weekend, uh, uh, the CQ uh, Worldwide DX contest, which should be wrapping up here probably within the next 45 minutes or so. Uh, what's going on next weekend? We have uh, the CW ARRL sweepstakes is happening uh, November 5th through the 7th that weekend. Here, get your get your keys uh, warmed up. I need to uh, work on my CW. Um, and they have the, uh, the Gunning Jatai uh, DX Worldwide Contest is uh, in, from Indonesia, based out of Indonesia. That's happening next weekend as well. But you know, so and we got some uh, cool, uh, um, Sorry, some cool special down. event stations happening here. We got what have we got here? Um, we have the 47th anniversary of the sinking of the Edmund Fitzgerald um, happening uh, now through the uh, November 14th. Um, you can get a, a QSL card. Um, look up N6YEL on QRZ.com for info on that. And a bunch of Halloween uh, special event stations happening tomorrow. We have, what do we got going on here? Um, W0O um, from uh, Frankenstein, Missouri will be operating tomorrow from 1900 Zulu until the bands die, he says. Oh, that's uh, interesting. <laughs> um, we have uh, the Boo to You uh, special event. Um, KC5BOO out of uh, Cleborn, Texas, having a Halloween special event station tomorrow. And then WA4TRS in uh, on, in uh, Fairview, North Carolina, uh, from atop Bald Mountain, from the cemetery atop Bald Mountain, the Halloween uh, nice. special event station tomorrow. So, yeah, some fun stuff coming up. Wow, Boom. thank you for that. Thank you for that. That's a lot of stuff going on. I didn't think we'd be doing a Busy. lot of stuff because, uh, you know, it starts to get colder. And people start to, you know, hibernate, I guess. But as I found out this week, not everybody is doing, uh, you know, taking time and, uh, you know, getting cold. When I put out there, we're going to talk about winterizing. Our friends in Florida were like, winter? What, what is this you winter? speak what is of? That? Oh, oh, that's right. We get rain in winter. Rain. <laughs> but before that, let me tell you about, let me go over here. Give the guys a break so they can get a, a sip of the water. want to let you know because Pastor Joe said it's part of the contract now. A way for you to support the show and the content you enjoy is to buy us a cup of coffee. It's as simple as buying a cup of coffee. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash my name, Christian Kudnick. You can support the content and the community that you enjoy. It's as easy as a cup of coffee a series of them if you like, and there's some membership opportunities there too, building some different levels with some uh, interesting access for those. Essentially, let me try this and get Steve-O back up here because he can help me. We're talking about doing some extra special content, but there's some levels where you can support us at like $1 a week. You know, $1 a show, $2 a show, $3 a show. There's a I got to tell him, Steve, and ask for the help because that's what Pastor Joe in our therapy sessions, he says, that's what you got to do. So uh, any thoughts on that, Steve, about uh, buying a cup of coffee? I actually have was purchased a cup of tea out of my ARRL muggy. Oh, it, it, that's a great way of, uh, you know, showing your support uh, for us and, uh and you can go by whatever, you know, commitment you would like to uh, partake, you know, whether it's $1, $2 or, or more. And um, it helps us uh, defray some costs that uh, are ongoing uh, to keep the uh, the show going, the website and uh, and things like that. And we really, really appreciate it. You know, we talked about that uh, advertising. We uh, have, you know, tried that uh, over the years and but now things have, you know, belts are tightening and mm -hmm. uh so we're kind of looking at uh 
uh, you know, viewer supported, uh, uh, funding and, uh, we appreciate, uh, any and all that, uh, that contribute to us. Yeah. $1 an episode or a week, you know, two, three, whatever you want to do. And Pastor Joe was like, you know, I like these levels, but I like to just give him one lump sum. So if I'm going to give $25, you can do that through the cups of coffee type of deal. It's an interesting platform. Steve and I are going to be brainstorming a little bit. We can do one-on-one sessions with members of our community who may need that Elmering. One of the things I'm, it's coming out here a lot, and I'll bring Scotty back up because people like to look at uh, his makeup. And uh, fantasize about just whatever it is, hair. but I'm just going to put him up there. Yeah, I fantasize about his locks. That's ridiculous. All this hair. I forgot where I was going with that. You distracted me, son of a... Uh, but anyway, wow. it, it is an interesting way. Uh, oh, we were talking about um, making additional content. There are ways where we can um, create one-on-one things. Uh, we can even do courses. We can have special... Um, live streams just for members and things like that with different topics. So as Steve hinted as, uh, and as Don is telling us now, you got to make the ask, which is uh, completely uh, true. This is what I'm trying to get through my head. We got to make that ask uh, because, you know, I contact the ham radio folks, but it's a, it's a tough time and it could be getting a little bit tougher as we go down this road. I'm looking for that model where we give you value and it makes sense to you as maybe your virtual club uh, to support it in that way. None of us here are getting paid, making any money. We just want to cover. And uh, that would be cool. So if you feel that you get value from the community, that's all my pitch. And now Pastor Joe will sit me down and give me reasons that I need to do other things in my life or stop doing other things. <laughs> maybe we can have life. a segment, uh, you know, in the confessional with Pastor Joe. I would like that. Again, if you missed that, here comes the uh, the link buymeacoffee.com. Just type in my name after it. It'll take you to all the options. And I'm building that. I'm doing a, I was doing a bit of a walk and talk today. I, I love doing those, but they were always audio based. And I'm out there in the rain today. So a lot of that stuff made it up on the tickety talk. The kids call it the tickety talk. A lot of fun. But uh, join I, the community. I liked it. Personally, I liked the, uh, the uh, audio version of the walk and talk because it took me back into the into the theater of the mind cool where it was uh you we could hear you walking through the leaves and the crunching and you're describing things and i just was in the zone you know just visualizing in my head and i think a lot of people like that and if you were to do the walk and talk leave it oops wow <laughs> leave the- it strictly um <laughs> uh audio because visual okay. will take it away. It will it will ruin it. And it the ruin uh, it. Okay. It will ruin it. No, I think that's a great uh point there. It is a lot of fun. It's easier to to take audio out into the field anyway. And I like to go out to the antenna garden and just look around and just chat. So it is something. Um and I'm thinking about putting that in one of the membership levels. Although I want to give it to everybody. I don't know. I think it's a special thing that I'll do from time to time. And maybe members can get that first. And then everybody can get it. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, let's let's give it to the members first. Okay. You have first crack at it, and uh, a few weeks later, then it can be uh, opened up to the masses. All right. So these are ideas that we're kicking around. So right on. We're just trying to uh, provide value, give you information. It's such an information based um, hobby that we're all looking for great information. We want it quick, and a lot of times it doesn't come quick in this hobby. You know, it's not like you can just get there. And some people get frustrated when they're hearing about, you know, it depends. It all kind of leads. Well, it all depends. Well, it really does in a lot of ways, right? It does yeah. depend on what your situation is, where you are, and those sorts of things. But there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of misinformation out there. And our team wants to make sure that we're giving you the best quality information. And if we don't know it, like yeah, today, we I've don't got to, know it. We, it we will find out. Yeah, I mean, it's we're no. I, I'm no expert on, I'm a jack of all trades, master of none. But uh, if, if there's something I don't know, I'll go research and try to, you know, find the info on it and then uh, reconvey it to you. So if you have, you know, concerns or questions or you run into problems and um, 
Yeah, it's easy to go out into some forum on the uh, on the internet and jump into the mosh pit, and uh, you're just going to get beat up there. It's like, oh, you should know that. You're an extra. It's like, who cares? It doesn't matter. You, you got a question, something's stumping you, come and, come and ask us. And uh, if you think it's, you know, something that, uh, you know, more people have that same feelings, then we'll, we'll do something. We'll do something special and uh, try to address it uh, and uh, make, you know, your life easier. We all were, had no, knew nothing. Not, when we first started, we knew nothing in this hobby. We all just kind of learned and grow and, you know, and grew into the hobby as we went on. So uh, we all start you know, with baby steps and then we'll just, you know, we'll be running down the path uh, together I, here soon. I, I do have concerns and it's going to lead the way. Um, I don't know if it's a new purpose. I think we've always been. You know, we like to entertain and have a good time with the fellas. You know, that's one of the things that we miss, uh, you know, getting together and hanging out, having a good time. But we can do that here. But really, uh, you know, adding that value and that purpose to trying to help as many people as we can with quality information, because there is a lot of other stuff out there and there's a lot of options. You can get things quick. You want to fix your toilet? YouTube it. You know, and if it's a short enough video for you to get back in there and fix that toilet, um, a hobby like this, there's a lot of ifs and maybes that go along with it. There is some definite science with it as well. But um, if you have questions, just ask. Put a cue in front of it if you're here tonight uh, as we record the show each Sunday, 6 o'clock on a live stream. If you're listening to this down the road, in the train, wherever you're going... You can always write to us and contact us through the website, and we'll redo your questions on the show like we'll do a few here tonight and any in the chat. So there you go. I put a question out to our community, Steve-O, because I want to see how people are winterizing. We're getting to the point now, and I I get it, our southern states here, um, they don't have to deal with it as much as you and I do. And and Scotty, we get slush, and, and I thought, well, maybe a better way to phrase this for you is just sort of protecting your antenna system because even if you're in the south you're still getting some elements rain and wind and storm so uh maybe we'll change the wording from protecting and winterizing but for the most of us who have to deal with winterizing we'll talk about some topics because steve's got lots of great ideas that he has to deal with uh some from our community Here's old Rick. He says, oh, he's Kilo Oscar for Oscar Whiskey Bravo. He didn't even understand this word. He said, I don't even speak the language. He speaks Floridian, <laughs> Floridian. which is, uh, he doesn't understand Floridian. it. He did give me the wink emoji, so he doesn't have to think about that too much. But for the friends of ours who are in the South where it's warmer, maybe share with us what you do to protect your coax cables, what you do mm-hmm. to keep the moisture out, if you will. Adam, I believe, is somewhere near St. Louis here. He's November Oscar, no, November Zero, Zulu, India, Bravo. Don't really do anything. Maybe rake the late leaf, fall leaves away from the vertical. Otherwise, just keep playing radio until something breaks. Steve, please talk a little <laughs> bit about that philosophy. <laughs> I've been there, done that, and it's like it will bite you in the butt. Hear and that? usually will bite you in the butt when there's two feet of snow on the ground and your 40 meter antenna just opened up and you're like going oh no we got the net coming up and i gotta fix this thing and uh yeah it's uh (laughs) been there done that don't uh try not to do repeat that again it uh but there's a number of things uh We've, uh, through our summer projects, uh, throwing up antennas and things like that, we might have wrapped a layer or two of tape over the coax connection at the antenna or wherever. Maybe, maybe not. But uh, now's the time to, to start thinking about that. If uh, if you're in the south where you don't have the, the white stuff like we do here in the northern tiers, but you're going to have the wet stuff. And uh Water likes to get into everything, and uh, once it gets into your coax, that is just a nice little conduit that's going to lead it right into your shack, and then the next thing you know it, you're going to have a puddle of water behind your radio, and you're going, oh, what happened there? Mm. And uh, 
and then who knows how long that water has been there. So uh, yeah. now's the time to start thinking about, you know, yeah, we call it winterizing, but it's starting to weatherproof uh, connections and, uh, and, you know, checking your coaxes and make sure uh, if uh, there's no pinholes in it or, or, or if it's gotten brittle mm-hmm. and cracked and that's another place for, uh, you know, water to get in. So, uh, uh, yeah, we in the north we call it winterizing. Folks in the south, you need to start thinking about weatherproofing. Hear that, Adam? But thank you for that. I'm glad that you just uh, you know just go with it, and you know uh, that's that's good luck, Adam. That's good one luck. way. That that's a way. <laughs> You're not wrong. That is a way. Uh, let's see. John says I use antenna wax every fall. He's Alpha Bravo Nine Hotel Hotel. Steve, is that a product? I don't understand what that is. Is that a real thing? I guess thing? it's like sex wax. So you know, what's or like a Brazilian. Either? He gives his something. Gets a Brazilian. Okay, that's a thing. All right, if that's what you do. Okay. Joe is up in Wisconsin. He says uh, the best antenna is hung in January. At minus 13 mm-hmm. degrees with 26 inches of snow on the ground, all Wisconsin antennas mm-hmm. are winterized at construction. Steve, you, you, go. got, you get weather like that as well. So, uh, Oh, yeah. You know, he gets, it gets super cold up there also. So I get it. Though, I mean, the point being, though, winterize at construction is to do all those things. And that's a good opportunity for us to, uh, Steve, I mean, you're putting an antenna up. You know it's going to get cold. You know it's going to get wet. Wherever you are, it doesn't matter. All those things are, are going to happen from time to time. What are some things that pop out in your mind, Steve, of must-do situations at construction? Well, sealing up is is number one in my book. So um, sealing up connections to because that's a, a place for, you know, ingress of water and um and then the next thing is where you're making your penetration into your your house, your shack, or wherever this coax cable that's outside is, you know, transitioning to go inside. And uh, having a little forethought of, uh, of the cable run. And then, you know, coming down from, say, from the eave of the house and it kind of comes down and then it just goes right through the... A, a hole that you drew, 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 drilled to the side of the uh, of the building, and then your your uh, cable penetrates through the building and then goes inside. Well, the the other factor you didn't factor in was that did you put a drip loop in there so allow that the water as it's you know sheeting down the cable is going to stay outside instead of just starting to make its way inside the house. Now, granted, it might not make it inside into the living space. But the last thing you want is that water to get into the in between the in the stud the stud space and uh, and then you know you'll be dealing with mold and other issues uh, possibility down the road. So you need to kind of think it from end to end and uh, and winterizing is your uh, your penetrations to into the structure is a is a big factor there and uh, think about drip loops. Alice Cooper, you're up on a roof there in your building up in the, uh, the what do they call it, the penthouse there. What do you do with your antennas, Alice Cooper? What do you need oh, to look out for? Yeah, I have my, uh, my receive loop out there on the, on the rooftop, and then I have uh, the wire antenna um, up there. And, and I also have a, um, uh, a small mast. It's attached to a microphone stand, which is strapped to the side of the house, holding a, uh, the J-pole and, uh, and one of the isotron. Um. So I mean, really, for me, this I just I just got to make sure that my coax seals are tight. Uh, I usually go up there, and I should be going up there probably next week or two, and uh, check the tape on my connectors, make sure it's not cracked and and drying up, and just kind of just, just a visual inspection, make sure everything's uh, um, looking sturdy, nothing's getting ready to fall over, and that's pretty much all all I can do. Um, and then if we get some ice, then uh, I'll need to keep an eye on, especially the especially the wire. Um, and make sure things are uh, are looking okay. That's about about all I can do here. It's just kind of typical, you know, weatherproofing stuff. Okay. Thank you, Alice Cooper. Hey, I'm looking at uh, Larry. He says grease the bearings two times annually. So maybe grease was uh, earlier reference. Maybe that's for beams or rotors. You think that's probably what that is, Steve? Yeah. I mean, if if for your rotors, that uh, greasing is another option depending on your uh, rotor design. Um, 
the other thing that uh, I failed to mention, and it's not uh, common, is uh, folks that have towers. Is um, if is to be before the winter or the wet season starts to hit, go uh, look at uh, the weep holes at the bottom of your uh, of your tower, and uh, make sure that they're clear. That uh, the last thing you want you don't want water building up inside the tower. Because if it freezes, it will it will split your tower legs, and uh, and then your tower is compromised. So if you uh, if you do have a tower, and that's one of my uh, chores uh, coming up here real soon, is to go check all the weep holes, make sure that they're uh, they're clear, and sometimes just take a, a stick of wire in there just to kind of make sure that there's no debris in there to to clog it up, and and if it's uh, clear, then uh, there's a good chance. Uh, We'll uh, get through another winter. All right. Tim says he's a Kilo Echo 5 mic mic alpha. I double check the connectors on the antenna, make sure the coax is secure for wiping around, uh, whipping around in wind. Uh, that means a few new clamps and zip ties. Uh, he checks the window pass through seal and check to see if the connections on his rotor, which is ground mounted, is weatherized and double checking grounding. That sounds like a serious answer there, Steve. Yep, that's uh, pretty much cut it all. You uh, covered pretty much all the bases there. That covers it. Then that covers it. Lots yeah. of other great answers there uh, come up. Most are like, yeah, we don't have any kind of problem. Some people were like, you know, we kind of wait and see. Uh, let's see. Phil says his winterizing is laying out temporary radial, 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 radials. Jeez. Radials. Help me. Know. Help my brother, Alice Cooper. When I'm Got them riddles there. <laughs> Got those, them riddles laid out. Those riddles laid out. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Holy moly. Okay. Temporary radials for the 160 meter antenna mm-hmm. and installing Ooh. the low band RX antenna. Um, yes, the beverage antenna. Yep, it's 160 time and the beverage antenna is coming out. So uh, a lot of farmers that are uh, licensed, uh, once their fields are, uh, are done for, this, for the season, out comes the, uh, the, the beverage antennas the big, for 160. The big wires. And, uh, the, and, but, you know, the nice thing about it, they're only five, six feet off the ground, and, uh, but it takes up a lot of space. And, uh, and then uh, also some will start putting uh, – putting out their 160 antennas uh, for the winter. And uh, so, yeah, the big guns start uh, coming out. Our sister Amy, she's Alpha Golf 7 Golf Papa. She's Amy. She says she knits a 40-meter long snuggly. I put in a request for those. I would like that. My double bazooka deserves a sweater. Uh, Absolutely. Adam lives in Maine. He uses a dipole. He usually, uh, before the CQ Worldwide CW contest, all he does is go out and make sure the feed line is good, uh, the wire looks okay, ground is fine, etc. Wire antennas are very easy to deal with year-round. Mm-hmm. Uh, just looking around, the same sort of thing. We get a little bit of uh, talk there. People talking about uh, taking care of stuff on the inside of your shack uh, as well. There's a nice answer from Chris here. He talks about it. He's Kilo Delta 9, Charlie Lima Hotel. You're all welcome to join us on Facebook. Is Facebook. That's something new Scotty and I are going to release here uh, 2.0. Facebook. Facebook is a brand new thing. But uh, we do have a Facebook group. Uh, over 15,000 people are gathered there. We appreciate everybody uh, for sharing that. We're going to take some questions and do some things here. Let me get back to... Uh, the playbook as we go, as we talk about that. Uh, let's see. It's time for us to check in on the contest to see where all that goes. Hopefully the music will be okay for you. Hey, uh, this will be good. This is a... a Scotty's here with the Ham Fest. There are actually Ham Fest going on in November, and I, I don't know why I feel like that's crazy, but it is. There, yeah, there's a bunch. I guys grabbed a few off of uh, the, AR, the ARRL site. Uh, and actually, we have a um, on our Discord. There is a, a new channel for well, I'm posting uh, ham fests and events. So I encourage uh, those of you that haven't joined us to join us there on Discord. And if you are there, you know, put in put in your uh, your club's action a little okay. ham fest activity. Gig it. Boom. Uh, let's see. We got the uh, Stone Mountain Ham Fest, and it's also a ARRL section uh, convention convention in Lawrenceville, Georgia. That's happening November 5th and 6th. So a weekend event. Um, just uh, 
speaking of speaking of folks down south, we have the Greater New Orleans Ham Fest, um, and that's happening in uh, Heron, uh, Louisiana. Oh, that's on November fifth, twenty twenty two. And uh, yeah, all right. Uh, just Thank couple, you so much. just couple things happening next weekend. All right, girl. Oh yeah. If you're looking for a power solution, girl. Check out Bio and O'Power. One of the guys, Bio and O'Power, they're like, Christian, whatever you want to do, whatever whatever you want to do. And so they've been riding with us for a while, and they continue to ride with us. At this point, the exclusive sponsor of 100 Watts and a Wire, apart from a few other uh, fun little bits we have with Uncle Paul and, and those things, for real support, Bio and O'Power, they make a quality product. So if you're looking for a power solution, BioNO Power, offering the best lithium phosphate batteries for your ham radios, visit BioNOPower.com. That's B-I-O-E-N-N-O Power.com. And we talked a little bit earlier about wanting to be community supported. BioNO Power, um, luckily, they weren't, uh, when the pandy came, they weren't that affected by that. Some power companies... Uh, like our friends at Power Film Solar, they were also not affected by it. Many, 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 many companies were, as we know. So um, the power industry, that's interesting um, how they, they did okay. They did all right. But again, let's become community supported no matter what happens to our friends when they need to take breaks from supporting. Uh, you can come and help us out. Steve, are uh, you ready to take some questions here? And if our friends in sure. the chat joining us live, again, you're always welcome. Our listeners who are hearing this, if you're available on Sunday, 6 o'clock, we have a live stream. Uh, you can uh, subscribe, hit that bell, and it'll let you know when we go live, all those great things. So if you have a question, put a cue in front of it. Scotty will pull those, and we'll all try to tackle them uh, here tonight. Uh, these are questions that have come in over time that I've gathered. We have a few of them queued up. And let's start off with this one. Will 18-gauge wire handle 600 watts for an antenna? This is from John. Mm-hmm. Oh, it'll, it'll handle it. No problem. There, we're not dealing with a lot of current there. So uh, now i got to think about it. Uh, so 600 watts and I could... I can pull up a website and get that real quick. Well, go ahead. We yeah, let's talk about when, when do you get in trouble? So, you know, when would you get start getting into a place where well, it you, sets off something in your mind, Steve? Like, ooh, that's too much. Well, it's antenna current. So what's going to end up happening is um, then the wire will will heat up and it could uh, turn red <laughs> it, uh, if you got too much antenna current. But at 600 watts, you know, we're dealing with uh, – Oh, let's see. Um, let me. Uh, I apologize for this, but no, I, don't worry I do about have it. a. I had a link. Uh, do I still have it up? I was concerned about power yeah. with the sixteen gauge. Uh, mm-hmm. I had some sixteen gauge out in the in the portable so, scenario, and I was like, "Ooh, what's going to happen?" Because it's so thin um, that I just didn't know. Are you, so, are you getting that with uh, with your amp, Christian? No, I was in the field. I figured 100 watts would be all right just about going through anything, but I was going through the thinnest possible wire. I was figuring, you know, I'm like, go oh, real light. I'll put it in a TikTok bag and whatever. And, and I'll be like, just throw it on my backpack and I'll go. And I'm, I never managed to get to that point, but I did, did have concerns about that. I do know people do 500, you know, 600 maybe out there on their activations. I don't know. What'd you find, Steve? Okay, so for 600 watts, so we're going to across a 50 ohm load. So we're going to go deal with our basic ohms law. So uh, to calculate out um, current uh, through ohms law, it's basically power. Uh, it's well, let's see, it's power over I squared. So well, no, do, 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 no nope, that's a re- oh, wrong. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, the square root of power over resistance is the uh, is the formula. So there's a nice little online calculator. So if we're going to have 600 watts, our, our RF voltage is going to be 173 volts. So yes, you can get bit, uh, get a nice little shock with uh, with 600 watts. But we're looking at a current of uh, just about three and a half amps. And um, so, and I think 18 gauge wire is. Um, so then we'll just do a uh, search for uh, 
current ca uh, capabilities, uh, current uh, rating of uh, 18 gauge wire. And we'll see what uh, happens when it comes up with uh, what's the max current for 18 gauge wire is about 16 amps. So, uh, and that's going to vary. So, so we'll just kind of go with the conservative side. So let's say, uh, we'll call it 15 amps or something like that. And uh, so your 18 gauge wire for 600 watt uh, um, radio is, or amplifier is going to be fine it's uh you'll you'll have okay. no problems but uh yeah you just kind of go back to um basics uh basic ohm law ohm's law and then that will uh, kind of play into it because uh, we're just dealing with rf is nothing more than voltage and current and we have a load and uh and so ohm's law plays into that into that effect and there's some great online tools uh you know just do a google search and it'll come up I uh, I want to confess that uh, you know I I studied enough Ohm's law to be slightly dangerous to myself, and I have not retained enough of it. That is a question that would come from a guy like me, where I'm like, can I do this? Um. So, but I think Steve gave you some good insight and sources to look things up when you get a little bit of confusion, because it can get pretty deep. It can go pretty deep in the weeds, and if you're sitting out there trying to figure it out, you might not even get to the operating point, but. Steve says you're okay on a 18 gauge, 600 watts. Okay, cool. Thank you for that question. We appreciate that. Here comes another. Can you recommend a first handheld for a new technician? This is from Deborah. Hello, Deborah. Welcome to the hobby. Scotty, I think this is yours because your brother is a brand new technician. And, Woo! Uh, ooh, and uh, I have some he opinions, but I would like to. Let's get to them. So. Go ahead, Scotty. I mean, um, Alice Cooper. Yeah, I mean, for for a, for a brand new uh, technician, probably something definitely uh, dual band, something that does uh, two meters and seventy centimeters. Um, I'm I'm not too well versed on the uh, on the handhelds. The, what's happening these days? I know my brother was uh, he just picked up a, a Yasu. I think it was the FT4. I think it was uh, that we had a, a, a review uh, a viewer on um, not too long ago. Oh, we're doing right. the uh, the thirty days. Um, and, uh, and he's digging that and that, that seems like a pretty cool rig for, uh, you know, fairly inexpensive first time, um, HD. Hey, let's break it down this way. And we can, we've got some folks joining us here again. Everybody's welcome to join us live for the live recording. We appreciate having you guys here. Let's talk about nuts and bolts, right? So first would be your budget, right? So, you know, here we are again. And if you're just new to this podcast, whatever form you're finding us, Steve and I go way back saying whatever you can afford is cool. Don't let people get, get you all twisted up on like the Bofang or the f f Feng Shui or whatever. What is what is that? Feng Shui. Or or the Zuan. Wanzu. Or... Now I'm naming like characters from old movies, but <laughs> Wushan. Wushan. Look, you Wushan, buy what yeah. you can afford. I will tell you a little side piece story here. A Bofang radio saved scotty alice cooper's life i will tell you that kilo charlie 3 bravo x-ray november was saved literally in the flood by a bofang radio now you can go and poo poo all you want but that radio did its job for 25 bucks and if it fell out of his pocket and the and the flood took it away he'll get another one okay now i know it's not probably the sexiest radio it's probably not easy to program it maybe it is i don't know but now they're paying the butt <laughs> pain in the butt okay but it's cheap right so you could drop it while you're out there fishing we're not going to crap on radios at at anything it's not our thing so if that's your budget cool then you look at the next bracket what is it 75 to 100 150 right just i would say first and i'll pass it off to steve here go with your budget and what your budget dictates and if you figure figure out what where you are on that side let us know, and then maybe we can help you explore that together. Anything to add additionally to that, Steve? Yeah, the budget is the biggest thing. I mean, that's all. we we all factor in the budget uh, for the hobby here, and uh, so then it comes down to, all right, I got X number of dollars. What can I get with X number of dollars? And th those will become the features and 
wow, you know, I could buy one radio here that uh, does this, but if I go over here, I can buy two or three of this Bofang, Wushan, uh, TYT, whatever, um, radio, and I can get more bang for the buck, but then the on the flip side, there is the operation of that radio. One of the things that I've heard, and I haven't experienced it personally, is programming of a Bofang or some of these uh, inexpensive uh, Chinese radios. It's just the programming style that they have is different than from the big, the big three or four manufacturers of uh, like Yesu, Kenwood, Icom, um, uh, Alinko, and a few others. Uh, so it, it those factors come in, but the the biggest thing is going to be budget. It, um, we're, that we only have so much that we budget for the hobby, and uh, if we have multiple hobbies, then we're we're spreading that uh, hobby budget even thinner. And so, uh, getting into I, the both things are great. They're, but I I personally don't think they're the should be the first radio. I think something a little bit up uh, up the stream. Uh, like a Yesu or an ICOM, one of their lower ends because they're going to be easier to program on the fly. Um, with the Bofangs or the other Chinese ones, there's a, a program called Chirp that you can, but that's, you know, you need a computer, laptop, or whatever to do that programming. But if you're out, you know, tooling around and it's like, and you got together with some ham friends and it's like, yeah, we can, let's go on to this uh, simplex frequency. If you don't have a program, then you're going to go, well, how do I get there? And uh, having something intuitive or a little bit more intuitive is another factor. So um, it, uh, it it's a tough one. It's the Dodge, Ford, Chevy, Toyota, mm-hmm. Nissan. It kind of comes down. They're all, they're, they all do the same thing. It's just... Hugo. Yeah, the Hugo. Yeah, the Hugo. Hugo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or, you know, if you're really special, the Tesla. <laughs> the Tesla. Ooh. Fancy. Yeah, so figure out your budget. Fancy pants. Think about what your goals were. When I first got mine, I, I knew I couldn't work the world. It was going to be a while before I became a general or at least got on uh, HF, and I wanted to have some D-Star capabilities. I wanted to be able to hear voices from different places. So I ended up saving and saving. And for people, if you need to get on the radio right away, also think about your clubs. If you belong to a club, you might belong to this club now. You are running with us. There could be someone that can help you out. So uh, look for us on Discord and the Facebook and join us here on Sundays. And uh, we'll try to help work it out for you. Thank you all for that. Deborah. good luck and let us know how things are going for you. Here's another one. How can I clean up my receive audio on signals near the noise floor? This might be something Scotty could produce a certain sexy kind of video package for us. Uh, Scotty, this is an audio yes. type of question. Maybe I will defer here to your expertise in the, in the engineering field. Um, and I know you can't show everything, but uh, generally speaking... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a uh, clean up audio, receive audio, and it's near the noise floor. It's it's a tricky one. That's all one of the things that uh, that can get a little tough trying to pull out those stations. There's a, a couple of tricks you can do right on the radio. A uh, pretty common one is to back off your RF gain um, and uh, basically just turn the volume down. Um, you, your ear can, can sometimes up. detect. Uh, what's that, Steve? Your volume goes up. You, you turn the RF gain down and then you turn up your yeah. volume. Yeah, 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 and then, and, um, and then you, you use your RF gain as your volume control. Exactly, and then you can, and but bring it, but having the volume come down, it's a, it help, can help you pull out um, some mm-hmm. sounds out of the noise floor. I do that when I'm mixing. Um, listen to a barely audible level level to you set the uh, where I want the vocal to sit in relation to the music, and it works for for radio too. Trying to pull out those weak signals, you can you can hear them a little bit better when when you do that. Um, other than that. Um, you know, you can get into some of the signal processing stuff, and you, your rig might have some some noise reduction algorithms that you can run. Um, a little bit of equalization, if you have that at your disposal, um, maybe kind of kind of filtering out some of the low end in the audio uh, spectrum, get rid of some of the, the rumbles and the static, maybe even filter out some high end can 
kind of focusing the, the audio passband in the mid range can help a little bit. Maybe boosting then, a little bit around two K. Yeah, two Ks. Uh, that is right, right smack in the in the middle of where the the ear hears the voice. All right, um, there and, you uh, go. Yeah, I plan on doing a video on on how to kind of route your audio into some simple uh, DSP stuff on your computer. So that'll be fun. Okay. There you go. We're uh, pressing up toward the top of the hour. We like to just keep it about an hour here. And then on Sunday nights, 7 o'clock uh, Central, we kick off our Sunday evening net. Again, let's talk about it. This is a show we talk about ham radio, but we also get on the air the same night and do ham radio. Live coverage continues. Uh, our podcast audience will be saying goodbye to you in just a little bit. But uh, if you're hanging out with us, Stay tuned. We'll continue. One last question here. Let's see what we can do for John, who's here. Kilo Juliet 7 Zulu Mike Oscar. Question. I have two antennas, a Palomar and Fed, and a DX Commander. I also have an LDG AT200 Pro tuner. There's only one output from the tuner. I want to be able to use both antenna ports on his ICOM 76. I imagine the the uh, question is uh, maybe there's a switcher or maybe he's looking for is there potential antenna switch or something so like that. So the radio has um, two antenna ports, correct? Uh, let's see. The NFED and the DX Commander has LDG. There's only one output from the tuner. He wants to be able to use both antennas. He wants to, yeah. So the simplest is a just a simple two two position switch and um you know you won't be able to use both antennas simultaneously but if you had a uh a, a simple two position switch antenna switch then you'll be able to just just select select you know antenna a and antenna b um other than that the only option you got is disconnect the coax and hook the uh you know the nfed to the tuner and if you want to go on the dx commander you got to disconnect the uh the tuner and hook that up but uh if you got yourself a, a simple two port switch if you're gonna buy an antenna switch don't limit yourself to two just get yourself a uh, look at a four a four and that just gives you options and if you uh if you want to really do it right uh, on one of those unused ports, I'll hook a dummy load up to it. And then uh, if you want to test your transmitter, set audio levels or whatever, and not transmit over the air, you just transmit right into a dummy load. And that's just, you know, position four on the, uh, the antenna switch. So uh, an antenna switch makes it simpler, easier, easier. I mean, you can do it without it, but then you're, you know, standing up, reaching behind, disconnecting cables, hooking stuff up, and uh, that's like, no. We, we Nobody we likes the it. old reach around. No, yeah, reach that's kind of like me. I have, I have two different rigs no. sharing a single tuner and antenna, so I got a two position right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then into the tuner and then to the antenna. All right, we're going to be wrapping things up. Thank you for the thumbs up and the likes and for the subscribing wherever you enjoy this content. You can take it with you on the audio side. We'll leave the um, live streams up for you on YouTube if you're a YouTube person. Sunday evening nets begin at 7 o'clock Central Time. Community support. If you get value from this community, please consider looking at buymeacoffee.com. Put my name in there and see if there's some plan in there that would uh, make sense for you. I want to say um, uh, Richard Brunton, G4TUT, the editor of Southgate Amateur Radio News, is now a silent key. Thank you for all the service, sir. He would each week post these articles about ham radio. He's only 77. He uh, had a fall uh, in this month on the 21st. Also want to um, say hello to Eric Guth from QSO Today. He's 4Z1 United Golf. I've been enjoying an interview he did with Art Bell. Uh, He was Whiskey Six, Oscar, Oscar, Bravo. But Eric uh, was the uh, one content creator who reached out to me and said, uh, thank you for the work, blah, blah, blah. During my hiatus, checked in on me, and I appreciate that, Eric, and I'll come to your show. Thank you for the invitation for that. Thank you to Scotty. Thank you to Steve. Uh, Stay tuned over all of these same stations. We'll be giving you live coverage 
of the Sunday Evening Net podcast listeners. We will depart you with a sloppy wet kiss. Uh, I'm going first. I'm not following any of these guys on this kiss, but um, I'm the low man on the totem pole, so I guess I get sloppy third. (laughs) I get sloppy seconds. (laughs) Just a kiss on the mouth. Just a kiss on the mouth. Thank you, guys. Uh, uh, Thank you for all you do. Check out the Discord and Facebook groups, YouTube, all that great stuff, and uh, take care of yourselves. And by all means, if you can, please try and stay above the noise. Good night, 73, everybody. 73, everyone. Thanks for being here. 73, guys. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.